Welcome to another episode of Calm Talks. We're here to help you lead a life of peace and progression, one calm talk at a time. My name is Adil. I went from someone who barely passed high school growing up in Pakistan, a country that's infamous for sectarian violence and political instability, to now being a successful consultant who manages some of the biggest accounts at a multi-billion dollar tech startup in Manhattan. And my name is Ant. I've gone from growing up in one of London's most financially deprived and crime-ridden areas to today working in New York City as management and one of the world's largest consultancy practices. We have both turned our lives of chaos into calmness by focusing our minds on two main goals, achieving peace and progression. Today, we share our stories, our learnings, our mantras, and our guiding principles with you, so you too can build your own life of calm. Before we jump into today's episode, let me ask you this. Have you ever been in a relationship where your partner tells you that you don't prioritize them? How did you manage that feedback? Did you know the right way to make them feel prioritized? Well, we're going to talk about exactly how to do that on today's episode, where we are going to show you five of the best ways to prioritize your partner so that they feel loved. And since relationships are a two-way street, the other thing to think about is, have you yourself ever felt like you were not a priority? Have you ever thought, oh, I really want somebody to prioritize me? but I don't exactly know what that means to me. Well, stay tuned and we'll show you the five best ways that we think will help you stay prioritized in your relationship and equally prioritize your partner in, in your relationship. When it comes to a relationship, where does this even come up? Like the feeling of not being prioritized. You know, that's something that I've definitely heard in my relationships in the past and probably will in the future as well. I think that we're all trying to manage like our time in different capacities and there's trade-offs, there's opportunity costs, there's things that you have to forego in each instance and it's bound to happen at some point. I'm curious, has that ever happened for you? Oh man, yeah, it has and I'm not proud to say it, um, but it has because, you know, we will learn these things and unfortunately for the person I was with at the time, they didn't feel prioritized. I'm not you know, I am really sad to say it, that that's the truth. Um, but it is. I have been guilty of not prioritizing someone in the past, um, even if I thought I was. To be honest, um, I have been told that I didn't prioritize someone in some capacity, but I think once I started thinking about what exactly I was or was not doing, I was able to really understand what that meant. I think that's really why this episode is important. For you as a listener and also for me myself and I'm sure for you too since you've also I think as you said been told that in the past you may have not prioritized your partner as much and really part of it is just understanding what that means what that looks like and obviously the other part is being communicated with and you yourself also communicating it when you feel you're not being prioritized. So why is it important for you and for the listeners to understand what prioritizing your partner actually looks like? Well, it's the foundation of love, is the foundation of building a partnership for the long term where the other person feels like they're a priority in your life. It is the single most important partnership you build in your lifetime. We talk about why your top five is really important on one of our previous episodes. And that one is all about building the people around you. And in that group of individuals that you'll have around you, your partner is the number one reflection of your life, of who you are, who you become. So to me, it's really about finding ways to prioritize another person and having them feel prioritized. 
Because when you hear from someone else that you're not prioritizing them, the instinct is to defend yourself. The instinct is to try to justify where you're coming from. And the reason that most people will tend to do that is because they're missing the underlying message, which is coming from the other person, that they just want to feel loved, they want to be understood, and we can do a better job of building that connection with them. Does it have a similar meaning for you? Yeah, completely. When I look through this list that we're going to go through in this episode, I've definitely been told in my life that, oh, you know, I didn't do X, Y, or Z, or I didn't make somebody feel prioritized. And I can understand that now with some of these points that we're going to go through. And I understand that really meant that they weren't feeling loved. And equally, I've actually um, been in the situation where I've wanted some of the things on this list. I wasn't receiving it for whatever that reason was. And equally, I didn't feel loved. Needless to say, then relationships um, broke down, which is why I think it's really important for us, for us to discuss this today, because anybody listening, we want to give advice that is really authentic, the one that is tangible for you, so that you can hopefully build that relationship that you want, one that is strong and one that is going to be long lasting and one that is full of joy between both people. So let's jump in. You know, you mentioned something over there about hearing from someone else that, you know, you're not a priority or the other way around where you didn't feel prioritized. And that's natural in a lot of relationships. And when that comes up, when either of you communicates to the other person, it's quite possible that that could be a contentious or difficult moment with some conflict involved. In that moment of conflict, you want to prioritize finding a resolution. And that's what leads us to the first way that you can make your partner feel prioritized is to always protect the peace. Protecting the peace means that you would work and focus on a resolution over what your ego is telling you to do. Anytime you have a disagreement, and that's natural in every relationship, whether that's about this topic or any other topic, what is your objective? What is your focus? Is it to be heard? Is it to win? Is it to one-up your partner? Is it to keep a score? Or is it to actually say, how can I reconnect with this person and get ourselves on the same page so that you can find a way forward for your relationship to progress? Yeah, and a key part of that equation is for both people to be vulnerable and both people to be available for each other. If you're the person that doesn't feel like they're being a priority or they don't feel like they're being prioritized, you have to accept that you need to be vulnerable and express that to your partner. But equally, your partner has to be available to accept it and not be defensive, not trying to one-up, etc., like you mentioned, and simply to say, okay, I hear you, I feel you, and I'm going to do whatever it takes to make sure this connection stays strong to make sure that you know that I, I still care about you, that I still want you in my life, that you're still a priority for me. So yeah, protecting the peace really does come down to having the desire to quote unquote fix the problems between each other by doing that, by being vulnerable and available for each other. Yeah, effectively, you're building a foundation for a long-term relationship. What you have to realize is that your peace is bigger than any problem that you're facing. Your peace is your priority. And once you do that, you can then move forward in your relationship. And completely agree with you on the fact that you have to be emotionally available. You have to be emotionally vulnerable. There's a quote that I came across recently, which was about vulnerability, that you know, without vulnerability, you feel a lot safer in any relationship. 
but you also feel a lot less love without vulnerability. I think what's really important here also is to have the same definition of peace. You know, we all deal with things in different ways. Some people like to really express themselves. They like to let their emotions out because holding them in can, you know, really give them anxiety. It can make them, you know, boil up even more. Other people might like to be, be a bit more reserved, maybe process them internally first before explaining them. We will have our own way. So I think what's really important to protecting the peace is also understanding each other's version of peace. And that's really what leads us on to our second point, to be present or be a part. You need to be present for the other person's version of peace. You need to be present to how they behave, how they feel, things that they say, and the things that they might not say. You know, be aware of their social cues. Be present because if not, you risk being a part. That's such an important one as well. And something that I had to learn over the years is just being there, being present. It is so normal now, unfortunately, that you your head is in a million different places when you're with someone else. I see it all the time where people will be on their phones when they're out. And personally, that's like a habit I really genuinely dislike, especially when I'm with people. I like to put my phone away. I like to be present as much as I possibly can. But at the same time, there are some days where I feel like I have something on my mind and that's eating away from my attention. The best thing you can do to make a partner feel prioritized is to be there with them. Attend to their needs, attend to their energy. What are they feeling in that moment? And really, really be there for them. You know, I'm a bit more mature. <laughs> I think so anyways. When, you think? <laughs> I <would> hope. <laughs> when someone comes to me with a concern or how they're feeling or what they think, now I'm even more cognizant to not say too much let them speak let them really get something off their chest let them explain themselves and give them as much time as they want basically show that availability for them and that is a form of being present and you know don't get me wrong sometimes I can still be a bit too quick to say something you know we can all be like that but being present for me means also allowing them giving them the space to express themselves yeah, absolutely. And I would also say like how your partner receives that is also really important because you might be absolutely present with them, but they might still not feel that you were in that moment. So you have to really also gauge and understand like deeper than just being present, also trying to understand the person and learn about them. And what I mean by that is that, you know, I'm truly present with whoever I'm with. But I don't have the best memory. So a lot of times I'll forget a lot of like silly details. Like I won't remember what you wore. I won't remember like, you know, certain things that you might have said, especially if you're spending like time and time with another person. So I write those things down. I think being present is also about not just being there for them in that moment, but also learning the things about them, which is going to make them feel like you really care, that you are really attentive with them. Before we go on to the third way, just want to call it a halftime show where we're going to give a quick shout out to one of our avid followers on Instagram, 6am cold brew. If you haven't checked them out yet, I definitely encourage you to go and give them a follow because they post inspirational quotes every day at 6am and they've shown us a lot of love and we really, really appreciate that. So big shout out to you. Yeah. I mean, if you're an early riser, I know you are, I do. 6am cold brew is quite good because you know, if you're checking your phone early in the morning before you start work or you know, before your day starts, maybe you're going to gym in the morning or maybe you are waking up 6 a.m. just to get that cold brew. 
And it's a good um, little snippet to start your day. Just a little bit of inspiration just to get you going. Really encourage people to go check out their Instagram and give them a like and a follow. Now, Adil, I just kind of want to circle back to what you said. You said learn your partner as part of the second point. And I think that actually really segues nicely onto the third point that we have, which is loving their language. Effectively, you need to learn their love language and deliver and show love in the way that they want it to be received. Yeah, and this is something that I actually learned very recently where the person that I'm seeing right now, the person that I'm dating, she asked me about my love languages. So I was like, you know, for me, it's physical touch and words of affirmation. Like those are probably my top two. I like the other ones as well. I think everyone likes all five, by the way. I haven't met a person who's like, I hate quality time. Like That doesn't really happen. But if I was prioritized, then it would be physical touch and words of affirmation. And then she asked me that, are the ways that I give love the same ways that I like to receive them? And I was like, that's a really good question. I think I probably give love the same way I like to receive it. And she asked me, is that the right way to go about it? And made me realize, oh, actually, no, it isn't. Because I have to give the person what they like to receive. Like if someone came to me and gave me like hockey tickets, I'd be like, thank you. But, you know, try to sell them on eBay or whatever, (laughs) because that's not really the sport that I enjoy. So it's really about trying to serve the other person. I really believe in like when you're in a partnership, you're trying to actually part of a team. And the best way that you can make the other person feel prioritized is to constantly be in service of them. And a part of that is understanding their love languages. Just in case any of the listeners don't know what love languages are, what the five are, Adil, I'm going to ask you off the top of your head, off the dome, what are the five love languages? Oh, man, I didn't know this was quiz time. (laughs) So quality time is one of them. I already mentioned physical touch and words of affirmation. And I think the other ones are gift giving is one of them. I know that because that's what, who I'm dating. That's one of their love languages. And then what's the fifth one? Acts of service. Acts of service. Yeah, that's probably the one that is I care about, but maybe not as much. But I think that's up there for you, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Mine are, yeah, that's definitely up there for me. But what I'd actually ask as well for the listeners is take a minute right now. Out of the five love languages that we just mentioned, what are your top two? And equally, if it is somebody, what are their top two? If you don't know, ask. So if you're with somebody, ask yourself, am I receiving love in my top two ways? And equally, am I giving love in their top two ways? And you know, one thing that you and I had actually spoken about this as well is that when it comes to these love languages, understanding them, one thing that you can also do with your partner is ask them to rank them. Ask them like which one is more important than the other. Like for example, let's take the example of like quality time versus gift giving. I asked my partner, which one is more important to you? And she said quality time. So I know to prioritize that one. So really it's not just about knowing the love languages, which are the top two, but also knowing the priority off those love languages so that you can act accordingly. Yeah, I completely agree that there should be a ranking of from one to five, but ultimately, you know, the top two are the ones that you people probably gravitate to the most, the ones they definitely want the most, and the ones you probably want the most. So of course the ranking is important, but definitely being cognizant of what you want and what they want in, in your relationship is is really important. 
And these are the type of things that keep the romance alive, right? Like actually learning about their love languages. And that's what nicely leads us on to the fourth way that you can prioritize your partner is to have courtship consistency. When you start dating over time, everyone is sort of susceptible of getting complacent, taking it easy, putting on a little bit of weight and maybe just not doing the things you were doing in the beginning. Stop doing the courting that you were doing in the beginning. And one of the best ways you can make your partner feel prioritized is by continuing to court them consistently. Have some rules in place where you're going to keep the romance alive by having a date night every week. Make sure that that is a part of your schedule. Make sure that's a part of your budget, that you will prioritize that no matter what happens. That's what your partner will then feel like that, you know, you're not getting complacent. And it's a two-way street, as always, and something that you build into your life as something that becomes a bit of a non-negotiable. Yeah, I completely agree. The thing that got you two interested in each other is a thing that you need to keep doing. Basically, continue dating them. Don't just get complacent, you know, slack off gym or slack off your date nights or slack off doing something romantic. Keep that courtship consistent to demonstrate that they are a priority in your life. And equally, you want them to do the same back for you so that you know that you're a priority in theirs. You know, there's someone that I follow online. Her name is Esther Perel. And she coaches on love and intimacy and relationship. And she has like this one clip that I saw, which was all about that people and relationships, people let the spark die. They always complain about it, right? Like the spark's not there anymore. It died, it faded, yada, yada. But her point is that people let it die. It's not that it goes away by itself. It's that you stop doing the things that you were doing in the beginning. So that's one of the best things you can do in order to make the person feel prioritized. Because that's what will keep not only the romance alive, but also the passion alive. And the fifth way that you can learn to love your partner and make them feel loved is by prioritizing their passions. You want to be able to not only ask them about their goals, but support them, fully support them in whatever they're trying to do, whatever they're trying to build. And that looks different for many people. For some individuals, it might just be verbal support. Like for me, for example, if I just get the verbal support that somebody is backing me because words of affirmation is one of my love languages that is more than enough for me for another person it might be an act of service so perhaps you know you're working towards your goal and your partner comes in and gives you a cup of coffee that's also them being able to prioritize your passions and being able to support you in whatever journey that you're on and of course like anything like all of these ways it always goes both ways yeah in a relationship like there can be joint passions there can be joint goals perhaps having a family is a joint goal for both people let's just say those are individual goals you have your individual careers you have your individual hobbies you have your individual time that you might want with your family um, or your own friends but one of the ways you can prioritize your partner is by prioritizing the things that they care about yes their passions but also their love for their family their love for their own hobbies their love for their own career and yes, you should demonstrate it in ways that resonate with their love language, whether that be words of affirmation or what, maybe it would be acts of service or whatever it may be. But always showing up for them and allowing them to pursue their own passions, you yourself helping them in that journey prioritizes them implicitly. Absolutely. And part of feeling prioritized is feeling encouragement. 
feeling that the person is not only there to support you, but also is pushing you along. They're nudging you towards the right direction, towards your goals. And there's no better form of love than feeling like the person is actually nudging you closer to your goals. Okay. So having said all that, I think that's probably a good time for us to wrap up. We've given you five of the best ways that we think you can prioritize your partner and learn to love them by doing so. Number one, protect the peace. Whether that is in conflict or even outside of conflict, you really want to make sure that you both have the same definition of peace and that you're both vulnerable and available for each other. Be present or be apart. You want to make sure that you're present for them as much as you can be. You want to be able to pick up on their social cues, pick up on their energy. You want to be able to, you know, be adaptable to how they're behaving by being present. And one of the ways you can show them that you care about them and prioritize them is by learning their love language. You want to be able to demonstrate you love them in the way they want to be loved. And you want to do that consistently. Courtship consistency is what we're talking about. Constantly date them. You want them to feel like you care about them like you did at the beginning. And lastly, prioritize their passions. Know that we're individual in our relationships, but everybody needs encouragement and support and you can prioritize them by prioritizing their passions. And as always, stay calm. Thank you for listening to another episode of Calm Talks. And just as a reminder, if you like what you heard, don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. You can also find us on Instagram at Calm Talks and join our mailing list by visiting our website at calmtalks.com. And as always, stay calm. Thank you.